Good morning to everyone. Today we celebrate another feast in the Holy Catholic Church. It is the day when we, uh, as we are contemplating the, uh, the cross of Jesus on Calvary, Jesus hanging there, very much part of the scene is Mary standing at the foot of the cross. That's why there's this uh, wonderful hymn that we recite today, just before the gospel, which is entitled in Latin, Stabat Mater, which means in English, the, or uh, translating it to English, the mother stands. The first uh, two words of the hymn, referring to Our Lady standing at the foot of the cross. She was not uh, lying down, collapsed and fainted, and so forth. Now, maybe she needed assistance, but she stood there, a symbol of fortitude, loyalty and fidelity, and unity with her only begotten, uh, with her only Son, Jesus Christ. We read in the Gospel of the Mass today this precise text about this scene from John chapter 19. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. Seeing his mother and the disciple he loved standing near her, and this was John, the author of this gospel. Jesus said to his mother, Woman, this is your son. Then to the disciple, he said, This is your mother. And from that moment, the disciple made a place for her in his home. Picture it very well. I remember and I will always remember those days when I arrived at Iloilo City to uh, assume my, my assignment there right after I was ordained. Having been ordained in uh, May of 1991, I practiced my priesthood in Spain and returned to the Philippines, sort of rushed by... Uh, the commission in the Philippines, Father Cremades was telling me through, I don't know, email was it, or something like that, that I was needed in Iloilo. They, just, they had just started about six months before. There was one priest there, and it needed another priest. So there should be truth too, at least, in the new place where Opus Dei begins. So I, I, I needed to hurry. I didn't, I didn't have time to, you know, just go around Spain. I went back to the country after a few assignments in, in Manila. I arrived most probably the end of January. And I arrived in Iloilo City on February 2, the Feast of the Candela, Our Lady of the Candelaria, of Our Lady of Candles, and their feast, which they call, which they call Candelaria with that famous image 
in front of the cathedral at its facade, reputed to grow, I don't know, a few millimeters uh, a year. I remember uh, Pope St. John Paul II blessing it when he visited that city in 1981. Impressive, right? But that's, that, that statue of Our Lady was discovered floating in a river. <laughs> it's made of rock. It's, it's, it's solid. It should be sinking, but they found it floating in the river. They fished it out and thus began this devotion to Our Lady of the Candles. And um, I mentioned that because uh, that first week in Iloilo, I don't know. I had the habit of drinking water from the tap. In Quezon City, where I, I had stayed en route to Iloilo, I, I drank from the tap. And I, did, I learned it the hard way that you don't do that, especially in Iloilo. Well, I got sick. I was, uh, like, I was suffering from some kind of food poisoning because of, of the water. I was in the hospital about eight days. In those days, a few of those days, I had heard, I listened to a, a wailing sound. I was in the room, but outside in the corridor, apparently there was some wailing. Gosh. And I asked somebody to check what it was, what was going on. So it was a mother who was hugging her little boy who had his head swollen, I don't know, doubled in size. Something was in his brain, in, inside. And he was suffering terribly. He was the one wailing. And the mother was saying that she would like, she prayed that that pain of her son would transfer to her. He, she loved her son so much that that was what she wished for, prayed for. And that was how most probably the Virgin Mary felt when she was standing there before this dying, tortured, bloodied up body of Jesus, her son. That's why we have this feast, Our Lady of Sorrow. Was there a sorrow worse than this? Incomparable, unique, because of the two uh, characters in the scene. Jesus, who is the Son of God, omnipotent, creator of the universe, but still suffering there until he gave up his last breath. And Mary, his mother, sorrowful. She must have remembered what Simeon had prophesied when they presented Jesus in the temple. She and Saint Joseph heard what Simeon declared, that there would be a sword that would pierce the soul of Mary. Pain. Suffering. The devotion to Our Lady of Sorrow, says this uh, commentary of uh, this feast, 
flourished in the Middle Ages. And the hymn Stabat Mater was composed for it. Although it is officially celebrated today, the day after the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross, popular devotion in many parts of the Mediterranean celebrates it or celebrate it in, with processions on the Friday before Holy Week. It's Holy Week again, today. Well, it's good that the church puts it here in September, like at the other side of the year, opposite the when Holy Week is celebrated, to remind us, again, we need it. To understand, appreciate, and to practice this teaching of the cross, of carrying the cross. That we could be like Mary. We would be like Mary, you know, suffering. But we should realize that if there is that suffering, it is because God shares with us what was happening to Christ on the cross. As we had said yesterday, any, everyone or anyone who looks at Jesus lifted up would be saved. How are we doing? And that we should learn that we have a mother in heaven, Mary. Because Jesus in this gospel scene says, this is your son. Woman, this is your son. And he told the mother, this is your mother. And he told the, the John, his disciple, his apostle, indicating, pointing to Mary with his eyes shifting from him to Mary. This is your mother. In St. John, the church has always read, we were all there. Jesus was giving us his mother. Let's bring her home, as St. John did from that moment. Have we? Can't we bring her with us more often so that we love the cross very well like she did? She did not revolt against it. She did not complain about it. It was Christ who was suffering. The real one who is suffering was Christ. And my suffering, Our Lady, who was suffering too, was just a participation, a consequence of the pain of her son on the cross. Pain is the nature of pain can only be understood in this way. It is not meaningless. It is not absurd. Now we know why. Since Mary teaches it to us, she stood at the foot of the cross. She did not run away from that pain. She had asked these questions, why and why? How come? What wrong did I do? She was immaculate. No sin. Suffering is not because we have sinned. Suffering is because of Christ saving us. What we have to do is to be united to him. Like Mary, the sorrowful mother. Thank you for listening and may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain forever. Amen. Ciao.